0: Hello there! Welcome to this episode of Four Ghost Conversations. This is your host, Anthony King, and this week, in honor of our 50th episode, we are going to celebrate the maestro himself, yes, John Williams. Before we get started, I'm inviting you to join the conversation with us. We can be found on Twitter, at Four Ghosts Pod. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, just by searching Force Ghost Conversations. We look forward to connecting with you on those platforms. Also, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your listening site of choice. Finally, please be sure to check out our T public store to buy some awesome Force Ghost Conversations merchandise. And without further ado, it's time to gather around the campfire for some Force Ghost Conversations. <laughs> Welcome back to another installment of Force Ghost Conversations, ladies and gentlemen. Did you enjoy that music that just preceded this portion of the show, if you will? I hope so, because that is the big surprise I've been teasing over the last couple of weeks here. We now have intro, outro music specifically designed for Force Ghost Conversations, and it's it plays in line with the theme for this week's episode, with talking about John Williams and celebrating him, a man who just turned ninety this past year and is still producing wonderful music for the universe that we are thrilled to be the recipients of, if you ask me. And it's our fiftieth episode. This is such a momentous occasion. Celebrations around the all around for everybody involved. It's it's just fantastic, and I'm so thrilled to be part of all this. And thank you at home for listening uh I, I wouldn't be able to do this without your support without your encouragement without the great conversations that we've had over the last couple of months we're almost approaching our one-year anniversary for fourth coast conversations that'll be in november but hitting 50 is a pretty pretty big milestone that i'm really excited to just hit another 50 more hit 100 after that you know 100 plus after that right 200 and beyond it's been a thrill to talk Star Wars and all things Lucasfilm related with each and every one of you weekly since we started. And I'm really thrilled that you've all become part of this great community that we've got here. And it's just been a lot of fun getting to meet some of you at celebration and interacting with you on our social channels. Please continue to do so. Tell us tell your friends about us. We love bring in more people into the campfire. I am so excited to bring new guests on to force ghost conversations in future episodes. As we get into Andor season willow season, bad batch season, it's all coming up and it's going to be a great ride. So thank you all really for being a part of this wonderful celebration. And I hope you enjoyed the intro music. It It was something that I've been sitting on for a little bit here. So if you're, for those of you keeping track at home, the three kind of like, Big teases that I that we've done over the last couple of weeks here to really, I think, make Forest Ghost Conversations the best possible podcast that can be at this moment in time is we have new a new logo and picture podcast artwork for when we do Willow content, which is something I'm excited about. I can also tease that we'll be doing something similar for Indiana Jones too. When we get into those discussions later on in 2023 in anticipation of Indiana Jones 5. The one after that is we started our tea public store, which I alluded to in the preamble. So if you want to get a fourth coast conversations t shirt, baseball shirt, ball cap. I, I think they do ball caps. I don't don't quote me on that one. I think they do that. A onesie for your baby. I've seen one. It's fantastic. You know? Be sure to check out our store. The link will be in our show notes here on this podcast. So you can just copy and paste that into your browser. And head off there and and find whatever you like. It's all there. And finally, that last one that we just arrived at today with this episode. Is we have theme music. We got intro music. We got outro music. We have transition music music that's all in the same vein as our intro. And I'm so proud of it. Frankly, the person that did that put it together, did such amazing work. And this is, I am blown away by it. I hope you all enjoy it too. It's it's really special. And now we're, we're uh, we're up and running this basically all that I can possibly think of to really add to the show in other ways possible. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll do a Patreon at some point in a, in a year or so, once we really get our footing in all this. But, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, we're pretty much set when it comes to all the things that make a podcast the podcast. So we are fully armed and operational, if you will. <laughs> Anywho, let's get to the main crux of our episode. And And frankly, I think it makes sense, right? With having intro, outro, transition music now being such a big part of the celebration of this 50th episode, there's also, you know, what, what makes better sense than to talk about the music, the music of it all, the music of Star Wars, if it, ladies and gentlemen, and who's behind that for the most part, 95% of the way, aside from Kevin Kiner, uh, and the, the wonderful work that Michael Giacchino and John Powell... Natalie Holt and um, Ludwig Gordonson have done for the uh, ancillary projects to Star Wars outside of the main Skywalker saga. John Williams, this past year, or in this year, this past uh, February, celebrated turning the age of ninety. That's pretty big. It's a pretty big accomplishment. Don't be John. John Williams, Johnny Williams, John Towner Williams, full name, if you will, was born on February 8th, 1932 in New York City. So just up the, the road from us on uh, Highway 95, and the man is still literally producing music and creating to this day. He will be retiring after Indiana Jones 5. That will be the last kind of theatrical film music, I believe, that he is slated to do. And and we just got to hear the first track from that in his recent concert over Labor Day weekend at the Hollywood Bowl, where he played Helena's theme, one of the main characters in the upcoming film, played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who you may recall from Solo, A Star Wars Story, as she is the voice and kind of did the motion capture for the droid L337, who is a personal favorite of mine and a favorite in this household. I'm thrilled to be able to to celebrate the wonderful goodness that John Williams has brought because he is honestly the special sauce in so, so many films that are quintessential to my life. And I assume probably the lives of yourselves too. The man has 52 Academy Award nominations alone. He's won 25 Grammys. Honestly, if you think of music from the film industry, you're probably going to touch upon John Williams at some point. And those people that you may think of that are not John Williams were definitely influenced by him at some point in their careers. Let's run through some of the projects that John Williams has been a part of, right? He's been friends with uh, the greats of George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, among many others. And obviously when you work with those at director of calibers, you get to have your name attached to many high-profile projects. These include the Star Wars saga, all nine Skywalker saga films, Jaws, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the original Superman film, Superman the Motion Picture from 1978, E.T., the Extraterrestrial, Home Alone, every single Indiana Jones films, definitely Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Saving Private Ryan, Harry Potter, especially the first three, the list goes on and on and on. This man has definitely had his due in the film industry, and we, I will celebrate everything John Williams for all of time. Right this this man has brought wonderful gift of music into the world, and if you ever get the chance to. Here and I know it's difficult to see John in in concert nowadays. You basically have to be in Los Angeles at the Hollywood Bowl when he does it like once a year, basically, if he's going to continue doing that after he quote-unquote retires. And I was very fortunate to be in the room at Star Wars Celebration when he debuted the Obi-Wan Kenobi theme, play the Raiders March, from Indiana Jones, most notably Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then concluded with The Imperial March. I said to my wife, you know, we paid these tickets to go see Star Wars Celebration and we just kind of won the lottery to be in this in this room for the Lucasfilm showcase panel. And frankly, if you were to pay tickets to go see John Williams, like this is like what we paid to see the convention was so the full four days of the convention is what we would have paid probably to see him in concert. So when you think about it, this cover, this one experience covered the cost of the entire weekend, if you will. Plus everything else out of that, after that was an additive bonus. So very fortunate to have been a part of that. That's, that's incredible. So I, I implore you if you, for your local pop cinema or you know, something like that, whatever, local orchestra that you've got, maybe even your high school close by is going to do some type of pops music season. Go see it. You will not regret it. It's incredible to be there in the room where it happens, if you will, to quote Hamilton, and to feel the energy of these tracks that literally bounce off of the instruments. I will say I have also been very, very fortunate to have attended at so i am based here in washington dc in the greater dc area that i am close to the kennedy center which is where the national symphony orchestra plays and i have seen in concert live orchestra renditions of you know where they play along to the movie basically for a new hope empire strikes back return of the jedi and the force awakens Really, really fortunate to have to have done that. Plus, I've also had the chance to see Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix in a, and plus, uh, plus the plus uh, the Goblet of Fire as well in the same kind of setting. And when you No, there's a lot of John Williams DNA in those in those films too because he did the first three. Now he didn't directly do those those scores for those films, but he certainly created the foundation for what is Harry Potter music after that. So go, go check it out. Go make sure you, you know, I highly recommend it. Find your local orchestra and see what their schedule is for the upcoming season. Get yourself some tickets. You will not regret it. That's my like big plug for this episode here. So what I've done to celebrate the music of John Williams here is I've done what I would call a top five. I've done two top fives, all right? I've done a top five. What I, and of course, this is this is right now. <laughs> this could change on a moment's notice. This is literally what I'm thinking of right here and now at the time of this recording. So don't take these too much out of context or anything like that. Like This is what I'm thinking right now, but don't set me in stone for these being my favorite tracks of all time when it comes to john williams like these are my favorite right now but next week i could have a different answer so you know i'm blessed that we have so much john williams content out there that he's continuing to produce frankly and hopefully some new stuff comes in that changes out or i watch a film again and you know this something else comes to my mind that maybe fluctuates the order a bit so but granted, at this point in time, I just wanted to get these out on, on paper, if you will. So I did five non-Star Wars tracks that I wanted to highlight, and then five Star Wars tracks. All right? You all with me? Excellent. I want to start with the non-Star Wars stuff. Let's 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 conclude obviously with the Star Wars stuff. We are a Star Wars podcast first and foremost, but John's catalog of film score does not just limit himself alone to Star Wars. Any any composer out there would be thrilled to just have one of these films on their resume. But John John Williams has all of these. (laughs) It's incredible, incredible. What I want to start with is my number five for the non-Star Wars track, which is the song called One Barrel Chase, which is from the Jaws soundtrack, Jaws, 1975, directed by Steven Spielberg. In fact, now that I look at this, all five of my non-Star Wars tracks are Steven Spielberg directed films, which you know it's it makes sense. It makes sense, everybody. So one barrel chase. It is it is literally the scene where the Orca, the, the ship that they're on the three three men, right? Uh, Roy Scheider, Robert Shaw, and Richard Dreyfus, Quint, Hooper, Chief Brody when they're out on the orca hunting down the shark, Bruce, if you will, after the July 4th, I guess you want to call it uh, maybe uh, murder on the beach when they had the beaches open during uh, the events of Jaws and they decide they're going to go kill the shark now. And this is the first time where they're out there and they come into contact with the shark they get a barrel on it, and this, this this whole like very quick action sequence that is really, really well done, well paced. It's one of my favorite sequences of the entire film, if you ask me. Just the way it's all done from start to finish. It's it's excellent. This just this sound that it's like this this advent- and frankly, John Williams's additive bonus to this scene is this song, which is this kind of like upbeat driver if you will that's that's how i'm going to describe it as an upbeat driver that gives this, this scene gravitas it gives it pace it gives it momentum it reminds me very similar of the song into the trap from return of the jedi which if you play them side by side i think you'll see what i'm talking about there they have very similar connotations to themselves so that's number five one barrel chase i also very fortunate this past weekend got to see jaws in 3d at my local regal cinema and it was my first experience seeing, honestly, my favorite film. It may be my favorite film of all time. It's up there on the big screen for the first time in my life. Now, I watch Jaws like twice a year, and I have been doing that since I was like 10. It's very, very important to me. So, I I'm, I love that I got to see that. I got to hear it in the sound system. John Williams score, even 47 years, 48 years since the film came out, is... It pounds through those speakers, let's just say that, right? It it is epic. Number four on on my non-Star Wars list, I think you will all think of this song when you think of the name Indiana Jones. This is the Raiders March, specifically from the film Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is the Indiana Jones theme song, if you will, right? Don't want to play, don't want to hum too much of it because if you, uh, I don't want to get flagged for for uh, copyright. Even though my voice probably sounds nothing like what a trumpet sounds like coming off of the speaker system, but I do my best. The Raiders' March is quintessential with what the vibe is for the Indiana Jones series. And you may ask, what is that, Anthony? Well, Indiana Jones is based off of these 1930s be-real B-movie cinema feature serials that George Lucas and Steven Spielberg grew up on, where they watched these Saturday films on TV or in the cinema that were quick, action-packed. There was something new, a cliffhanger in every scene, basically, and that is the bread and butter of Indiana Jones. So what does it need? He needs this adventurous theme. it. it's epic in nature, if you will, right? Follow me on that one. It is grand in scale. You know you're going on a a fun adventure with this treasure hunter, if you will. (laughs) Uh, That's probably kindly putting what Indiana Jones does into, into a box there. But the theme really does capture all of those words into music form. So that's my number four there. Raiders March from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Third on my non-Star Wars top John Williams tracks is none other than the theme from Schindler's List. And this is a haunting, haunting song that for its beauty is also a terrifying somber remembrance and memorial to all those victims of the Holocaust. This is honestly, it's probably one of the most beautiful tracks of, of film and music ever written Film score, I should say, film score, or music for a film that has ever been written. I, I, there's, it's hard to put into words how impactful that this song is. It, it, it binds together this, this horrific moment that Spielberg puts together on screen so eloquently, with, with all the passion that he could possibly put into it. It is really well done. And that that haunting violin, it just adds a gravitas, a weight to this song. And throughout the rest of the film, frankly, too, that is is there to the end. So when you hear that song from the first time all the way up to the end credits, it is powerful. It brings a tear to my eye all the time. It is exactly the right tone and musical piece for this film. Number two on my non-Star Wars list of John Williams tracks is none other than Wild Signals. Now, this is from the Close Encounters of the Third Kind soundtrack. And in this movie, this is probably one of the few instances in cinema history that I can recall where music is central to the plot of the film. So if you have not seen close encounters in this sequence where the song is played music is used as a communicator if you will with this alien species that comes down every so often that drops off people they've they've abducted if you will and then takes new people on to learn about american culture or whatever you learn about the the earth and and what what have you will you know, it's we don't really know entirely what they do, but that's kind of where the film leads off, right? And this song is this back and forth between the people on the ground at basically a Devil's Tower, I believe in Colorado, and this mothership. The on the ground, it's where these humans are communicating back and forth, they're playing this like high pitched synth piano, if you will. And the mothership is a low baritone bass, tenoresque sound very deep, very heavy versus this light uh, tone on the other side and the, the how they interact with each other and fight against each other in this conversation is really epic. And it is really the the central climax of the film, if you will, this this finally where you have this encounter with this alien species. Incredible work. Incredible work. This this film is is epic. It's grand in scale. It's it's it came out in the same year as Star Wars did. So the fact that John Williams was able to put out two, if not two of the greatest score for films in one year. Again, like I said, any person will be thrilled just to have Jaws on their resume, or E.T., or Jurassic Park even. And honestly, I'm looking at this now, and my top five list doesn't even include Jurassic Park, which is incredible to even not include one of the greatest film scores of all time. It's not even on here. So yeah, number two, wild signals from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. For the first one of top John Williams songs that are non-Star Wars is none other than flying from the film et the extraterrestrial flying how could i describe this is literally the song that i think of when i think of film score (laughs) when i think of adding sweeping overtures to a piece of motion picture that is it of course is this the 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 song that is played in the classic Amblin symbol, which is the Elliot and T in the in the bike flying over the moon, or flying next to the moon, depending on what you call it. That's like they're flying. It is how it's how they get from the the woods uh, to the spot where they're able to set up the communicator to ET's uh, home home base, home base, home planet, if you will. The, the spaceship that dropped him off, that left him behind. This is the magic of cinema right here, and this is really the magic of John Williams at full display here. This scene captures everything from boyhood or childlike wonder to adventure to mysticism to belief in something grander than yourself. All these ideas are at play in this music itself. And at the end of the day, it puts a big smile on my face anytime I hear it and it makes me feel like I can accomplish anything. Which is I think at the end of the day really something that ET is is one of the themes of ET the extraterrestrial. I did get to see it last uh, a couple of weeks ago in IMAX in the IMAX format which was just spectacular. I highly recommend getting a chance if you get the chance to see ET in the cinema, maybe even possible with a live orchestra playing along to it. It is incredible. So be sure to check out E.T. wherever you can. E.T. That's a plug for E.T. Maybe we should do an E.T. podcast one of these days. Because, you know, there are a lot of people that worked on E.T. from ILM and Light and Magic, as we learned from that documentary. And there's a lot of connections between E.T. and Star Wars. So maybe maybe that's something we could do one of these upcoming days. Uh, but we got a lot coming up with uh, the Andor and Willow and <laughs> Bad Batch. <laughs> We're not spoiled for lack of content here. Let me tell you that. So let's get on to the top five Star Wars list. So yeah, number one, flying from E. T. Let's get over to the Star Wars top five list now. And of course, I will preface this with the fact that I am a child of the prequels. Episodes one, two, and three are my bread and butter Star Wars. They're my comfort Star Wars. They're oftentimes what I think of when I think of Star Wars. So just keep that in mind as I go through this list here, because your top five may not be exactly the same as my top five. And with number five, I'm going with Anakin's Dark Deeds from the Revenge of the Sith soundtrack. Now you're thinking, what is that, Anthony? And that song is really the. It, this is an incredible song. This is really the it's like a song that plays usually during Order 66 sequences is a song that plays I when Anakin. Well, well when. Is a song that plays when. Obi-Wan and Padme have their discussion about who the father is it's a song that plays when anakin is looking at the the son that's kind of poking its way through at mustafar after he's taken out the separatist leaders with the tear rolling down his cheek where he's he knows he's he's he that's that fight in him that to believe what he's doing is for the right reasons um so there's just a lot of complexity to the song overall. I I fully believe in that. Revenge of the Sith is really, in many ways, John Williams' magnum opus to Star Wars because he didn't think at the time that he'd probably get to do anymore. So everything that you could possibly think of is John Williams at his best, and I would argue that the Episode Three soundtrack is the best overall Star Wars film score. It includes everything. It's a big. It's a greatest hits, if you will. Includes Duel of Fates, includes Battle of the Heroes, includes Across the Stars, includes tracks from the original trilogy in there because a little bit of Luke and Leia. It's got the twin sons. And if you listen to the rest of like the little bit of the Imperial March, if you, you know, bear with me there. If you listen to the, you go through the full credits of the film too. You got, I believe, some of the throne room stuff, Princess Leia's theme. It's all there. It's great. Anakin's Dark Deeds, number five. I don't think I do need to elaborate on that any further. Number four on my Star Wars list is none other than Duel of the Fates. Now, at Celebration, I was very fortunate, again, to be in the room for the Lucasfilm Showcase panel, where it literally started with that choral sequence from the song Duel of the Fates. And I believe that Duel of the Fates also had a few weeks uh, on like the MTV circulation in 1999, when it first came out, because this song is really epic. I mean, this is one that you want to play anytime you have a fake lightsaber battle with your friends at home, because it reminds you of that sequence where Darth Maul literally pops out on Theed City in Naboo, and then has that climactic fight with Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi at the end of the film. Now, of course, Dave, Willi- Dave Filoni. Has spoken at length as to the the canonical reason for why Duel of the Fates is so important and why this track is important why this duel between Maul and Qui Gon Jinn and Obi Wan Kenobi is is structurally important to everything that happens in the remainder of the Star Wars Skywalker Saga. But overall, this track is just rocks. It's it's metal. Come on, let's let's not mince words here. It's it is rocking. It is it is true. True. John Williams at his best, and that is a lot of what emphasis is emphasizes what um, The Phantom Menace is about, right? When he comes back to Star Wars after all these years off from it and is able to put these grand themes back into play again. And Duel of Fates just really knocks it home. I I think that about covers it all for Duel of Fates. It is epic. So number three on my list is, again, going back to the prequel era, is none other than from Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, Across the Stars, a.k.a. the love theme from Episode 2, where Anakin is basically played anytime Anakin and Padme are close to each other, where they kiss. It's played when they are about to go out into the Petronaki Arena, where they share their kiss and, and uh, basically tell each other that they love each other and they want to be together in this last moments. and this, you know, they want to live this life together if they make it through play when they get married at the end, just before the end credits come up. And it's literally the only thing that plays in the end credits, but it is epic. I will tell you, this song is incredible. And it would have really stuck home with me. How awesome this song is, is when, if you played, I believe, I don't know if it was the first battlefront or if it was battlefront two, where they had like the cut, I believe it was battlefront two. So uh, let's the original star Wars battlefront two from 2005 where they had these like cut sequences and played the star Wars music in the, in the loading screen. And every now and then, like one of the tracks that would play on the loop in there was the across the stars theme. So when you load up the game and you're ready to go, and then it just, the sound just booms through the speakers that is across the stars. Come on. What more could you want? What more could you want? Ladies and gentlemen, it is just fantastic. And that's what it is. It's a great love theme. It's 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 epic. You know, it's up there with with I think it surpasses personally Han and Leia's theme. Great stuff. Great stuff. Number two on the list. I think we have to go to the original trilogy here. And of course, what else are we gonna do when we do that other than the main Star Wars theme? The you know. You know what I'm talking about. You got the Star Wars text going across the screen. You got the main crawl coming up. It's going to tell you Episode 4, A New Hope, or it's used for every other subsequent Star Wars Skywalker Saga film. It is the main title. It is Star Wars. A lot of people are going to... When you think of Star Wars, this is the song that's going to pop up for the most part. It sets the groundwork for everything. It is perfect to have in the in the lexicon for what is star wars but i choose the main title from a new hope for other reasons other than that or i should say in addition to that right i love it because it goes right into the part of the, the the blockade runner chase right between the star destroyer and the tanta v4 that is just equally as epic that continues from that sequence from what we know in the waning events of rogue one where Darth Vader's chasing down Princess Leia's uh, ship for the stolen Death Star plans. I love that sequence. It really sets the tone for stage for what you're going to experience in Star Wars as this action B, B-movie serial from uh, the 30s in the vein of these Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon serials that George Lucas grew up on. You're all there. I mean, that little, that little literally the crawl is something that is from, I believe, Flash Gordon. So epic stuff, epic stuff. This is Star Wars at its best. It is quintessential Star Wars 2 at its foundational level. That is the main title from A New Hope. Now, finally, for my number one, the number one John Williams track from Star Wars, it is none other than Yoda's Theme. Yoda's Theme is a brilliant, brilliant epic piece of music, let alone to put it in the box of just Star Wars music alone. Ken Napsok from the Force Center podcast in his book, Why We Love Star Wars, writes a very, very eloquent and epic depiction of this song and what it means for the overall Star Wars saga and and why, you know, this is the reason why we love Star Wars as Yoda's theme. He describes it as the sounds of enlightenment, which is something that I've picked up on ever since I first heard him coin that term. So all credit to Ken on that one. Yoda's theme is the sounds of enlightenment. It is the idea that we can put ourselves and our thoughts and our focus on to bigger and better things. Is the idea that we can achieve things beyond what we thought possible if we just put our our minds and our focus towards it. This fact that we're okay to fail, learn from our failures, learn from our mistakes, pass on what we've learned. It is all there in Yoda's theme. It's central to Yoda as a person. John Williams is literally able to give this puppet, right? It is a puppet done by Frank Oz. So much life and character just through literally this music that is played. Honestly, I get a tear anytime I think about Yoda's theme, or just how much it means to... Seek greater, seek greater good, seek enlightenment, seek knowledge, seek learning, seek becoming better. And this is all there in Yoda's theme, if you ask me. It is a transcending track that at the end of the day supersedes all of Star Wars and its musical lexicon, in my opinion. And it may be John Williams's single track o- magnum opus. So that's where I'm at with my. Top five Star Wars tracks, my top five non-Star Wars tracks. Again, those are from five to one on the non-Star Wars scale. It's one barrel chase from Jaws. Number four is the Raiders March from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Number three is the theme from Schindler's List. Number two is Wild Signals from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. And number one will be Flying from E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Now on the Star Wars side again of things, number five was Anakin's Dark Deeds from the Revenge of the Sith soundtrack. Number four was Duel of Fates from the Phantom Menace. Number three, Across the Stars from Episode Two, Attack of the Clones. Number two is the main title from Star Wars Episode Four A New Hope. And number one, none other than Yoda's theme from Star Wars Episode Five, The Empire Strikes Back. What are your favorite John Williams tracks? Do you have any specific memories of John Williams and how he has impacted your life? I would love to hear them all. Connect with us on our social media channels. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Just search Force Ghost Conversations and we'll probably be there in some way, shape, or form. Let's continue the conversation. So be sure to check us out on all those social media channels. Again, check out our T Public store to get some Force Ghost Conversations merchandise. And tell your friends about us. Let's expand the Force Ghost Conversations campfire. Subscribe, rate, and review the show so we continue to hit every person that is interested in Star Wars and Lucasfilm and all things beyond. On a regular basis, and share the coziness that is Force Ghost conversations. Now, with that, everybody, we are done for this week's episode. Uh, apologies again, because this, this is our Wednesday release this week, so there was no Cloud City gossip. We'll try to cover any news that we can uh, for the Sunday's episode, but I believe I will have to re- pre-record that one in advance too. So we'll just see where we're at with all that. And uh, that will be it for for this week's episode. So thank you all for coming on this great journey, celebrating John Williams with us and also celebrating our 50th episode. I hope you enjoy the outro music that will follow this uh, when I stop hitting record here. But I hope you enjoyed the the intro, the segment pieces, and the fact that we're going to continue to have this music throughout the rest of Force Ghost Conversations' run here. So thank you all for being a part of our ride here for 50 episodes. Let's shoot for 50 more and beyond. So may the force be with you, everybody. Take care.